0: climb aboard, if you dare, for our new road trip through Scotland. Scenic and beautiful, but of course, looks can be deceiving. Join your hosts as they take you through some of the most terrifying places Scotland has to offer. If you'd feel safer, you're welcome to wait in the camper until we return, just know it's had a history full of attracting some heinous, curious creatures, thus being its intended purpose of course. Fleeing however, would be ill-advised, who knows what strange things you'll encounter out there, so far, far from home, where no one will hear you scream, let us light a warm fire and begin our tale of horror. Your victims, I mean your listeners, have been warned, Shay.
1: Thanks, voice. I'm Shay, and I'm here in our cryptid camper with Tom. We'd like to thank you for being brave enough to join us for our fourth season of Scare Your Pants Off, our Scotland road trip. This is episode three, and for our hunt, we've set up camp in RAF Montrose. How you doing, Tom? I am really really good. How are you? I'm really good. I'm I'm very very good and I I stumbled across a product that I wanted to talk to you about and I was actually very excited cuz it's a product that I tried a long time ago and um and then I could God, I just couldn't find it anywhere and I was really mad cuz it's something that you ever do that you ever find a product that actually makes you feel good and it helps with something and then it's just freaking gone. Mhm so i know and it's not so this isn't a topic a lot of people want to talk about but probiotics probiotics are important i don't know if you feel the need for them to be important or anything like that but i know i know they're an important part of my life and a lot of other people's life because gut health actually makes you feel better all around in in a lot of ways so there's a juice called good belly and it comes in four or five different flavors and it comes in, I think it's a quart. Um, and there's actually they actually do this thing. It's the twelve day good belly reset or whatever it's called. Now it's good belly, I think it's all one word. And my personal favorite is a blueberry acai. And I found it yesterday. And I I almost I almost fell over. I was so excited. I grabbed some and I'm like, Yep, we're getting this. I can't wait. And I took I took the first quote unquote dose. I drank it the first time yesterday after years of not being able to find it. And then I drank my second dose this morning. And I already feel like a different person. This is how good this works. This is how my energy's already a little bit better. My I I just feel I feel less sluggish and lagging and everything like that. So that is something I have been waiting to talk to you about that because I know I know sometimes that stuff is just helps you feel like a better human. Where do you get it? So I actually found it at Market Basket, which I've looked in Market Basket before and I haven't been able to find it, but I found it last night in Market Basket. So I'm hoping it came back. Maybe it was just in hiding. I don't know. Um, but I'm, as I look other places now, because I'm going to start looking again. Um, as I notice other places that sell it, I'll let everybody know. But if you have, if you have belly problems, if you just have gut problems, if you just feel a little yicky, whatever, and it's delicious. It's literally okay. delicious.
2: The flavor's good. Okay, I, I, now is it like a soda? Because I've seen a lot of probiotic sodas.
1: Nope, it's a juice. It, it's it's a juice. Good. It comes okay. in a quart. You're supposed to drink eight ounces Four. of it every day, okay. and it, it's. I've no, it might come in bigger things, but I, I've only ever seen it in like the smaller. I like think it's a quart. Um, okay. But yeah, you eight ounces a day, and you will you will not you will not be upset if you try this because it legitimately it game changing, and I trying. have missed it. Good, you should. Yeah. I honestly, I think you'll like it
2: definitely gonna try it. I, I, every time I'm at the supermarket in my town, Dave's, they have like a ton of different probiotic sodas, and I'm always so tempted, but I'm afraid I'm gonna hate them because I hate a lot of things, it seems like, when it comes to yeah. that, like, like juices, and like, like, or these so weird sodas, really, juice normally I like, but like these sodas that are more like a seltzer, so I'm always so nervous because I've tried them, and like, um, What's the fucking uh, kombucha? I oh, <laughs> like I hate kombucha and I I always try it, though, because I see the I see a new brand and it's got a, a pretty pack. and I'm sucking for packaging. I'm not going to lie. And uh, it's got a different or something cool on it. And I try it and I'm like, no, I fucking hate kombucha. Like it's a, 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 you know no matter what you put on it, whatever flavor, whatever you put in it, it's just it's just like putting lipstick on a fucking pig. It's just it's still a pig you know it just
1: yeah uh, i get that
2: but if you say it's good um this i'm definitely gonna try it because i can always use help i i got a, i got like a weird stomach it can get yeah same. In very easy and stuff so definitely um next time i'm over at market basket uh maybe i'll go during so- the week it's crazy at market basket around me <laughs>
1: Yeah, same actually, um, I will tell you, so I do drink kombucha, I, it took me, I promise you at first, I I hated it, it was the worst, it just assaulted my whole face, and it, <laughs> it made me a little angry because I know my gut needed whatever it had, so like, I did eventually condition myself, and I don't mind kombucha now, is it my favorite thing, nope, um, do I, do I criticize people for not drinking it? Nope. Because <laughs> it's gross. It's literally gross. Um, I will say, however, if you're looking to try two brands, there is a um, uh, brew doctor okay. and there's a rosemary mint drink that is very light, very, it's, it's just, and they, I think they have a pink lady apple one too, which I, I don't super love, but I like the rosemary mint one and it's not overly punchy in the mouth. Yep. like okay. kombucha is, but uh, there is another kombucha and I think it's GT's, uh, capital G, capital T, apostrophe F. Um okay. They have one called Trilogy and then one called, I think it's Gingerberry, which I, I find to be the two that I I can, um, oh no, Gingerade maybe, I can't remember what it's called, but I'll, again, I'll, I'll let everybody know. But those are the two that I seem to be able to get down the easiest to the to the point where honestly, I actually don't mind them. I grab them, you know, I, a couple times a week and I'll and I'll just drink one and it, it's not as bothersome as some of the other stuff
2: maybe i'll try them if i ever ever see them because like i said with the kombucha too i feel like it's every about three or four months too i kind of forget how bad i hate it and then i try another one and then i'm like yeah so um, (laughs) yeah i definitely try it because a lot of guys i work with they love the kombucha always and one guy it really makes sense he's got like diverticulitis and and stuff like that um but another guy that older guy really surprises me just because he's sort of he's an older guy kind of kind of a grum kind of just set in his ways, a small town guy um and so like kombucha and probiotic just doesn't seem like it would be his yeah. thing you know because he's just he's a little, little, little and, and proud of it i'm not saying this in a he's a little bit of a hillbilly but that's that's how he is he's proud yeah. to be that way and um so it's like so I I Shane he's like 65 70 years old. So when I see him I'm like that's so funny to me. <laughs> like a 70 year old guy cuz I I know my father probably, I don't even know how old he is close to 70 probably um and he would I I don't think you'd ever see him drinking a fucking probiotic or a kombucha no. or, or, uh, or anything like that so uh but yeah, I'm willing to try it because, like I said, I have I have all sorts of stomach issues. So anything, and if you say that the good belly is um, good, I definitely try it. Or good belly, if you're listening, you can send us some free stuff. Uh. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I will. I will happily take it. Uh, I will. If you want to do that, I will talk about you every day on the show. I will. I <laughs> maybe not with all the detail, but it's <laughs> it's a, it's seriously. I would back this project, this product, every day. It is. I was so upset when I couldn't find it anymore. To the point, it like legit my feelings were hurt because I couldn't find it. And it was because it is so important to just how I feel in general. Like I don't. I've been feeling so sluggish lately, so awful that it's. I, my whole face lit up when I saw it on the shelf in in the um, in the cold section. I was oh. so friggin' happy.
2: That's awesome. Now, um, have you ever looked on Amazon? Do they have it? On, I'm just pulling up Amazon on my phone here. Um,
1: I have looked on Amazon. Um,
2: it comes right. But up. I
1: don't. Yeah, it does. It does come right up. But I don't. I don't have um, our our post office in my area uh, is not great. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> uh, so like, I don't know how it would be delivered. But like, I used to. I used to order mealworms for, we used to have a lot of reptile, like uh, rescue reptiles, and um, we would order like mealworms and superworms and, and hornworms, like, different things that they ate. And when it comes to a certain time of year, to be able to get their like warranty, their, their live warranty that everything will still be live when you get it, is you have to have it for a post office hold. The post office quite literally told me the box sounded gross, so they weren't going to hold it. And then delivered it, and all of my mealworms died.
2: Oh my god!
1: I was so mad. I was so freaking mad. So I don't, I don't trust my post office with perishable anything because they literally suck. And you don't, you never know if it's going to be an Amazon delivery driver or a this driver or that driver delivering your stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I never even attempted to buy it from them, unfortunately. But
2: now you said you like, because I'm on on it right now. Uh, I can get a 32 ounce right is that what that is 32 ounce blueberry acai for two dollars and70 cents
1: yeah so good that's that's the one we, that's the one I like that's my favorite there's a mango one or a, a something mango one that's also really good mango.
2: love mango
1: and then um I feel like I remember there being a pineapple one that I tried again it's been like years since i've I've been able to have this stuff so. Um, oh, yeah. Organic
2: I, mango. I'm definitely gonna give them a try. I think I'm just watering. I don't have that issue here. My mail is actually pretty darn good here. So,
1: before you drink it, you want to shake it every time before you pour it. Like shake it up real good every time before you pour it, because you want to get everything kind of. And, and then if you don't, the bottom, the last cup of it's gonna be really. Oh yeah yeah but,
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh, I'm definitely gonna try it. Like I said, dang. It, it can't hurt, and if it's gonna—if you're saying it's making you feel that good, then uh, I'd be crazy not, especially for two dollars and seventy cents. Yeah. Find crazy not to.
1: Well, you know what? Good belly. It <laughs> might <My laughs> help. With that. I don't know. Um, no, but you—you you won't be upset if you try it. Um. All right. Enough with the gut health. Yeah. We all know we know what everybody's here for. Have you watched anything? Have you done anything? Have you seen anything? Have you been anywhere? What have you, What have you been doing?
2: i've been so busy um with it just the, the work this stuff stuff outside work doctor's appointments um all that good stuff so not really i know last week i think we discussed. i i, I talked about um fargo and uh, da, 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 uh, uh oh murder at the end of the world i, I what, i'm up to date on those oh the one that, i uh netflix People call it Lupin. Um, The show, they call it Lupin. It's actually pronounced Lupin. Um, It's a French show on Netflix. There's three parts, or three seasons, essentially. It is fantastic. Now, everybody's been talking about it. For some reason, I I thought you were the one that told me about it, but then when I saw your face, when I said it, I was like, I guess it wasn't you. Um, (laughs) It is fantastic. It's this guy, and... um, uh, he there. He's a fan of these books about Lupin. And Lupin is the gentleman thief. And in the books, he is the, you know, basically the, the world's greatest thief. He's sort of like the James Bond of thieves. Um, and but he's a gentleman about it. And this guy, he loves the books and essentially becomes Lupin. And he does all these sort of heists and stuff. And it's just people have been talking about it and then i even heard it mentioned on other shows like it was god it was on um human resources which is the spin-off of big mouth which is animated on netflix a very dirty animated that i love both of them um And so I was like, I'll give it a shot. And the only thing is, like I said, it's French, so it's either gonna do subtitles or dub. I will say it's one of the best dubs I've ever seen, which I don't even know Mm -hmm. how they do it, because the people are speaking in French, but the English, it matches up pretty darn good. Normally I don't do a dub, I hate dubs, but Mm -hmm. if I'm at work, because I have to do a dub, because I just can't sit there and look at the screen you know i'm more listening if i have it on at work than anything so i got to do the dub because i can't just read a screen but i'm uh, definitely worth a check out l-u-p-i-n lupon um but other than that not really just the same stuff what about you
1: so side note for anybody listening if you haven't watched big mouth or uh what's what's this been called again
2: um here
1: we go So if you haven't watched either of those, I, and I feel like Tom will agree, you have to watch those. It is some amalgamation of the funniest, most uncomfortable, hysterical, disgusting, best thing cartoon on Netflix ever, because it is, and it is, and it is uncomfortable. (laughs) Don't, Don't watch it with anybody that you're not wildly comfortable with. And it is, it is gross and it is amazing and you just watch it and but watch it alone or watch it with someone that you're very very comfortable with and um you will not be disappointed it's
2: yeah it, it honestly it's so assaulting that it takes basically about three or four episodes for you to get comfortable just be like with the humor and everything because it just you got it and now you're laughing but you're you're uncomfortable laughing yeah. at first and then and then like i said about three four in you accept the humor you're like okay this is what it is and then,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> But it's. I, dirt. Actually,
1: I feel like your timeline is perfect. I, you're you're absolutely right. And as as the seasons continue, it's nothing. Like you're it's yeah. it's just what you watch now, and you've accepted that you're this horrible, you're this horrible human that watches <laughs> yeah. this for some reason. But it's so good. But uh, back to Netflix because you were talking about dub or dubbing. Yep. So there's another show, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix called Bodies. Yeah, and let I me. Mean, let me just double check, make sure it's on Netflix.
2: I, I know what you're talking about, because I, star, I, wa- I started the first episode.
1: Yeah, it is Netflix. So, it's, the dubbing is not wonderful. And the only way for me to get past a not wonderful dub, the story has to absolutely have me. It has to have me riveted. And it took me about an episode and a half, maybe, to the point where I, I then couldn't stop watching it. Now, there's so much going on in this show that for, it took me about half the season to realize what the fuck was going on. Because it was, there was so many, there's so many like intertime, travel dimensional things going on and they blend and it gets really confusing if you're not like staring at it. But you have to stare at it and eventually you don't notice the dub because there's so much stuff going on. So I would recommend watching bodies too
2: definitely gonna, like I said, I started the first episode, and then I don't know if I fell asleep something or whatever, and uh, or maybe I had to do something, and I just couldn't be, uh, read the subtitles, but yeah, definitely, I'll check that out. Definitely, bodies.
1: Now, the other thing I watched was the new Exorcist movie.
2: Ooh, how was that?
1: So, Eric, Eric. Didn't love it, but Eric didn't love the original Exorcist. I, I know. Um, what?
2: What? I know. I know. Wait, a minute. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> like, what? I, 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 uh, I don't trust Eric as a human anymore.
1: Yeah. No, we're actually filing for divorce. I think. Um, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> so. His opinion aside, because he no longer ma- he no longer matters in this situation. Um, I actually really liked it. Um, it's I obviously I still prefer the original. It was not a for anybody wondering. It's not a remake. It's not a re. It's 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 literally a sequel. Um, there was one thing that kept on happening that I I feel has to have been deliberate because it was noticeable enough that it to be deliberate is there was a weird delay between the demonic voices and the girls mouths but i almost feel like it was left in like that deliberate or done deliberately to add a sense of mm-hmm. like it's not really them it's something inside them and, it would, and and if that's the case i actually liked it but there was one very short part of the movie where i think they said reagan's name 29 times and I, there was just but there was no need for it like it was and it huh. was in reference like each of the girls ended up saying it which makes sense mm-hmm. it will made sense if you watch the movie i'm not going to get into super detail but um reagan's mom is in it and then the dad of one of the girls between the two of them i i think they said reagan they said reagan an obscene amount of times so but it was just a very short period of time so it wasn't too too bad but aside from that i actually really liked it and the girls were phenomenal
2: oh a lot Definitely, like I said, I and what, is it, what, what is to Durant is, is, is it on a free app or?
1: It's on Peacock if you have oh. Peacock, yes, or it as Roy calls it, the cock. The oh, cock. speaking of the cock, I have to sorry. Um, I have to compose myself. All right. So speaking of the cock, I was actually talking to wally our one of our oh, biggest yep. fans and uh you remember him from the wedding yep he was listening to uh, uh like an episode or two ago where you dubbed justin long the scream peen <laughs> <laughs> so i he messaged me something about justin long which is a fun fact that i'll get into after he messaged me something about justin long and i said oh cool the original scream peen, <laughs> and he thought he thought the whole time we had been saying scream teen and he not only didn't understand why we were calling him a teen but he did not understand why it was so funny but when he saw it in type he thought it was very funny and he, <laughs> so so for anybody wondering it's scream peen <laughs> p-e-e-n or p-e-a-n depending on how you're yep. spelling it but um it's uh, Yeah, his peen. But did you know that Justin Long turned down the opportunity to be Steve's equivalent on Blue's Clues? No, I did not know that. That would have been a very different show, I think. I don't...
0: yeah
2: i mean i i blues clues was just a little out of mind i so i know of it i've seen a few episodes here and there but and i know steve is obviously because i mean it 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 was a phenomenon but uh yeah that would that would be a wildly different show with justin long wildly different (laughs) i that's that's a really fun fact i like i like facts like that that's that's wild
1: same same same
2: <laughs>
1: all right i feel like we've gapped enough that do you want to yeah. jump on into our topics for the day yeah
2: yeah uh, all right
1: you have our creature
0: pay no attention to those distant screams of terror i'm sure they're just our hands creature or cryptid you should be safe right here I do.
2: We have the curious creature for the week, and uh, this week we're discussing the boobery. Um, and yes, yes, that is a reason why I picked it because it's boobs. It was in the. It's told I'm not even exaggerating. That is totally part of the reason I picked it, guys. It, it had I had. I
1: would have been very disappointed in you if that wasn't at least part of the reason that you picked it because that's fantastic
2: (laughs) yes i i I, it's like yeah i gotta do that boobri. um (laughs) so the boobri is a mythological shape-shifting creature or entity that inhabits the locks of the west coast of scotland although some experts say it can and has made uh, its home as far north as the Scottish Highlands, uh, near the town of Argyllshire, or county. Although sea locks seem to be the Bubri's natural habitat or home, some will shelter on land in overgrown heather. Described uh, uh, as a generally malevolent creature or entity. It typically preys on livestock that is being transported on ships, preferably calves, but will also happily eat lambs and sheep. It is said to carry its prey away to the deepest waters before consuming it. It is also extremely fond of otters, which it consumes in very large quantities. So earlier I mentioned that this creature is a shapeshifter, And to my knowledge, it can shapeshift into almost anything, but it has a few favorite forms. The most common form it adopts is that of a gigantic water or seabird resembling a cormorant or great northern diver. And these sort of look like a penguin with like a larger beak, like a longer beak, and with wings, but the wings are even by the look are a little bit more conducive for swimming rather than flying. So um, if you're interested, guys, Google it. It uh, The Great Northern Diver, the comorant, it comes right up. Or even the Great Auk, that comes up as well. uh, The Great Auk actually is a really good uh, picture of it. Uh, So the other two most common forms that it takes are that of a water bull and that of a water horse. It is said that when it is in its water horse form, the creature is able to gallop across the top of the locks and water as if on solid ground. And when its hooves touch the top of the water, it still makes the sound that hooves make when hitting solid ground. It is said that the bellowing roar is similar to that of a large bull, and on rare occasions during summer months, the boobree has taken the form of a large insect and is seen sucking the blood of horses. Um not too much more for this weird uh creature here, but I uh, I'd like to fin- I'm gonna finish with a tale from Celtic folklore um so and uh, and uh, this has been translated to English it's actually a lot prettier in Gaelic and then in Scottish as well um but uh, the sta- the tale states that a man named Eakin came upon a bull writhing in pain close to death at the side of Lachnon Dobron which is on the west coast of Argyll. Feeling sorry for the beast, he fed it in the hopes it would better its condition. Some months later, his girlfriend, Femi, um, who is occasionally deserted by elusive shadow figures or uh, shadows on the lock. And for some reason, she uh, these figures make her think of her former paramour, Murdoch. So, one evening, when staying at a sheiling, which is a hut, near the lock, she sensed that familiar flicker of shadow behind her. But, this time, it actually was the former paramour Murdoch. And, he quickly overpowered her by wrapping her tightly in a blanket and tying her hands. Uh, yeah, he had bad intentions. And, but, at that point, a... Waterbolt came to Feemy's rescue by knocking Murdoch down to the ground. The beast then knelt down, allowing Feemy to climb on its back. It then transported her back to the home of her mother at the speed of light. The beast then disappeared, never to be seen again, but a voice was heard in the air, calling out loudly, I was assisted by a young man and I aided a maid in distress. Then after three hundred years of bondage, relieve me quickly. Again, much prettier in Gaelic. Um but uh cool story. Anyway, that is the boobrick.
1: So good pick, great pick. I wanna first okay, so it's not often (laughs) that I'm a little angry with a cryptid. Don't kill otters otters are adorable they hold hands so don't, float, <laughs> so don't float apart you don't kill otters anything else it's fine just not otters it's adorable <laughs> no um I wanted to see what a what a boobery looks like and I um so I googled it and I the depictions it shows looks like somehow in some weird orgy way a Jersey devil and a chupacabra and a thunderbird made a thing and that's a boobery because it it literally some of some of the depictions of it are are downright terrifying. Um I like that. Side note the there is actually a stout by the AMA AMAGER, a Amager. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right company it's a uh, double mash whiskey barrel aged stout. And it's actually called the boobery. And it's got a picture of their idea of a boobery on it. And it's very neat looking. Um,
2: oh, that's cool.
1: Uh, right? Um, I, I really liked it. So it had it has a lot of like little parts of it sound like it could be like a bunch of different things. Like the, uh, is it the, uh, Talapuchi from, I think I might be saying it wrong, uh, from Mexico. It's, it's the, uh, she's a, a witch, um, or a banshee, uh, but depends on what you're reading that can shapeshift into usually a bird type thing, but can shape shift into other things. And she needs to like feed on, uh, blood like once a month or something a lot of times it's infants but I mean if you look at some of the stuff that the booberry is eating they're small like infants like otters um <laughs> which is awful um no not more awful than infants that's well maybe a little awful <laughs> I don't know I'm awful but um it's it's funny because there's so many things I feel like wrapped up in that mythology that is really really cool that's like it guys do a deep dive into the boobery because there's a lot of stuff
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is I just touched the surface of that. Really, there is, you know, it was as I was And that's part of this show, guys, is we like when we're doing this stuff, it's there's so much info and we got to figure out how to get it into like this sort of bite sized package to give to you. And it's like we we wish we could give you all the information, but every episode would be like five hours long. And, (laughs) you know, that's so. Like Shay said, if any of these, you're like, "Oh, that's cool." Definitely do a deep dive, a Google, whatever, bing it, whatever, because there's usually, not always, some. It's harder to find, but there's usually a lot more info and pictures and all that good stuff on a lot of these. And the boobery, like it is, it's a, it's a wild one. (laughs) It's, uh, it, it was a lot of fun.
1: No, I agree, and it was a very good choice. Alright, do you have anything else on the boobery? I do not. Okay, I'm gonna jump on into my haunt then.
0: Sweet. Ah, you're still here. Step on in for those terrifying haunted tales. I'm sure there's nothing to really be afraid
1: of. I'm gonna talk today about RAF Montrose. So, for anybody wondering, because when I saw it initially, I didn't know what it meant. Uh, RAF stands for Royal Air Force. So, RAF Montrose is a Royal Air Force base. Now, uh, it first became, sorry, it was first established in February of 1913. It became operational, it became the first operational military aerodrome in the UK. It was in use from 1913 to 1952 and this place has had quite the life there's a lot of stuff so it's very interesting and I will touch on a lot of it but not all of it because again five hours um now the British government planned a dozen or so air stations under the instruction of Winston Churchill uh RAF Montrose was the first of those eventually uh Major Burke considered the RAF Montrose to be unfit and he put plans in motion to move it in the beginning of 1914. So that's like a year, um, <laughs> right? Now, World War I started on July 28th of 1914, and needless to say, they were probably pretty happy that there was still the RAF Montrose because kind became kind of, kind of use- uh, useful. RAF Montrose finally did close though in 1920, but only until 1924, when it reopened as a Aircraft Maintenance and Repair Facility. Now, in 1935, the British government decided RAF Montrose needed to reopen fully with the growing German threat. So, obviously, we are now uh, approaching World War II and there is a big threat. So, they reopen it completely at, at its full, at its peak, whatever, um, to aid in that. Now, in January of 1936, it actually became a flight training school, and some, somewhere over 800 pilots got their wings there, including uh, some of the World War II fighter aces, which is very, very cool. Yeah. So yeah. on October 25th of 1940 german aircraft dropped 24 bombs on raf montrose now it only killed I hate to say only but you're still losing life here but it the the death toll for that was far lower than i would have thought it would have been and it only killed five people
2: oh wow yeah no any death like you said any death is horrible but on 24 bombs five that's pretty good numbers so in my opinion so
1: Yeah, no, I I agree, I agree. I'm gonna backtrack a little bit back to 1913 for a minute. So, uh, on May 23rd of 1913, Desmond Arthur took to the air for a training flight and at roughly 2,000 feet, he... Now, this is where it gets conflicted here. Some reports say that he was thrown from his craft as it fell apart and other witnesses actually say that it looked more like he jumped out of it and let the... uh plane continue on a downward trajectory until it crashed which happened i have no idea Ooh. now in 1916 reports of an unknown airman airman began to surface now the first was seen the first report was made by uh, major cyril Boggen, Uh when he saw this initially though, he didn't want to report it because he just said maybe he was exhausted. He did a very, a lot of stuff going on. He's a very busy life. He has a lot of work to do. And he didn't want to report it because he didn't want the backlash from reporting something like that. Now, what he saw was a man walking towards the mess hall. And then as he reached the door, he completely vanished. Once he did finally report it though, numerous other accounts of the same thing happening came out. So he was not alone. So he, I, that must've felt really good to actually know you're not crazy. Like you are, you're no longer alone in this. This is pretty cool. Now, this unnamed airman has also been seen walking through halls and he's even popped up in some of the rooms, uh, but he vanished when approached or spoken to. Uh, one of the cases where this unknown airman was in a room was he was sitting on the chair at the end of a bed and when the guy woke up and saw him there, he he reacted because there's a guy sitting at the end of his bed and when he did react, he completely disappeared. He vanished.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, Cyril Foggin, just to kind of backtrack, this is before he saw this, but in 1912, He had a flying accident. He lost control of his craft 60 feet in the air and fell from it to the earth, but survived and gave credit to his helmet because he was actually unhurt. He got up and walked away. Now, he would, however, end up losing his life on July 30th of 1918 in a car wreck. So the sightings of the unknown, the unnamed airman, stretch decades. They span very long, so it's believed that it could be different people, and Cyril Foggin is actually thought to possibly be one of them. Now, the other possibilities for who this unnamed airman can be, uh, there was a trainee pilot who complained of an illness. He was not feeling well. He didn't feel right. He knew something was wrong, asked for medical attention, asked to be excused from the training mission, but was denied and sent on the training mission anyways, where he died. Not of an injury, he died of illness. Um It could also be a man named Lieutenant Richard Waller uh, and any various other member of Squadron Number no. 2 which had, uh, seemingly from what I'm reading, the most loss in that base or around that base or surrounding missions having to do with that base. So, uh, it could be any of those things. So, now along with the unnamed airman, apparitions, there have been many other claims as well that didn't have an apparition with it. So it could be the same thing. You just can't see them. I don't know. Uh, It said that someone actually woke to uh, harsh whispers in their ears, telling them to hurry up or, you know, move or get a move on. Uh, And then another apparition, though, that was seen, but no, it wasn't close enough to really kind of make sense of was a man seen uh, from the air Standing on the ground, watching as the plane took off and like maneuvered, but then he dissipated. He would disappear. So <clears throat> there's so much more here. There's this this base has had had so much life, and it really wasn't open super long in comparison to other bases. But there was so much life in this base, so much stuff going on in this uh, in this RAF Montrose. So you should really look it out, uh, look it up, and check it out and do some research of your own. Uh, but who is the unnamed airman? I don't know. Let us know what you think.
2: Great choice. Great. Thank uh, you. I li- I really. Li- you were done, right? I don't want to. Yeah,
1: jump. yeah.
2: Okay. Sorry, I'm I, done. I uh, I just didn't want to jump on you if you were. Um, so I, I do. laugh. open originally opens in 1913. 1914. It's unfit. it's like so did you just did they make it unfit or was that guy just a douche uh i
1: feel like he was a douche it feels because they went they went on to use it a lot yeah So i feel like that guy was maybe just a douche
2: um but yeah funny funny little thing um again i know we talked about it in the episode or in the while you were talking but 24 bombs five deaths that's uh those are good numbers i I, i think um Pretty wild. You would think of 24 bombs. I would have thought hundreds, you know, if not more of people uh, going, loved it. I I, I love this. Like, don't get me wrong. I despise war. I despise fighting. I don't like it. But this, I just love the images of 1920s, 30s, 40s pilots and stuff like that. It, they're wearing like the old school goggles and the scarf and it just um it's a, it just a, a really nostalgic uh, mental picture for me. But um I really like this unknown, the unknown ghost airman. It, it's it's one of those it, that it's it, it's gotten. It seems like here it's gotten to those urban legend proportions, and mm-hmm. the fact that it can be, it, it that people are starting to think that it there might be more than one. It might be different. It might be different pe uh, different the spirits of different people at different times. Um, so I I just love that I love a good urban legend because uh, and really what I love about urban legends is finding their uh you know their origin and that seems to be the origin you know the origin was he first saw when he first saw uh the the airman and then he disappeared um, so I really really like that oh the guy falling out of the plane or ejecting out of a plane and surviving is just wild to me um god where, where was it squadron two but yeah yeah it's uh like i said it was a, a great great choice i i really like that i guess that's god i love it when i write stuff down and then i can't read it or i just don't understand <laughs> what i was trying to say uh,
1: like what the fuck did i write what happened? Yeah, exactly
2: what happened? <laughs> yep. uh, I do it all the time, but yeah, no, this is, uh, like I said, great, great choice. Um, I, uh, yeah, definitely on a, putting that one on the bucket list too. Yeah,
1: same. All right. Well, have you got anything else on the RAF Montrose? I do not. Well, I believe you have our encounter beyond strange today.
0: Ah, uh, you survived. Just long enough for our encounter beyond strange. I do, I do. And
2: this one's a little bit different than sort of our normal encounters. Uh, it's the Ghost Lights, which are also known as the will of, Will-O-The-Wisp, and which are also known as Will-O-Wisp. And uh, throughout this, I'll either call it a Ghost Light or a Will-O-Wisp. Um, the ghost lights are atmospheric lights seen by travelers at night, usually over, but not limited to, bogs, swamps, and marshes. The phenomena is fairly common throughout Europe with a variety of names, including jack-o'-lantern, friar's lantern, and my favorite, hickey punk, amongst others. I like that, that one. Icky punk. Uh, the reason for some of these names is because the light resembles a flickering light or lantern. Uh, the phenomena has actually been observed on every continent except for Antarctica, to my knowledge. Um, And it could be on Antarctica, I just couldn't find anything. But it's been observed on every continent. In Scotland. Most of the lore associated with Will-O-Wisps show a malevolent, mischievous, and sometimes outright cruel phenomena or creature, but not all. In much of the folklore, Will-O-Wisps are attributed as ghosts, fairies, or elemental spirits. Some believe that the spirits behind the ghost lights were souls that could not enter either heaven or hell thus were forced or are forced to wander the earth forever while others believe or think the devil himself was behind the sightings or attacks instructing spirits to return to earth for the sole purpose of leading others astray and yet for others the will-o'-wisps have a function similar to that of a banshee being an omen of upcoming a tragedy uh, so sort of on um, Mothman ask uh, in some rare occasions it's uh, if you the uh, the ghost light is not seen as a bad omen it is um, and people it's very rare but the light actually they were able to follow light and it took them to safety but you won't find many instances of that. So, uh, there's not a whole lack of a lie here, but I'd be remiss to not mention the most famous ghost-like lisp of the Scottish Highlands. Also referred to as a Spunky in the Scottish Highlands, which I love that one too, Spunky. Um, but in the Highlands, it takes the form of Link Boy which is a boy carrying a flaming torch to light the way for the pedestrians in exchange for a fee. His, his torch is said to be so bright it has caused shipwrecks as it is mistaking for a harbor light. So, that's about it. There wasn't too much more on Link Boy there. But sort of to sum up and put it into really simple terms a ghost light or a will-o-wisp or a whatever you want to call it hickey punk is a bright light that always seems to recede in order to lead tired hungry weary travelers to their doom and deny demise Um. And just one last thing. There actually is a scientific explanation for this and, you know, take it for what it's worth. I'm no scientist or anything, but uh, the scientific explanation uh, is that the lights are produced as a result of the oxidation of methane, diphosphate, and phosphine. Um, and is the, a process that is the result of the decaying of the organic matter. And that is, or are, the ghost lights.
1: Very good choice. That was cool. So, I, I've i actually just learned a couple things. Uh, well, one thing I didn't just learn, one thing I didn't know. Did you know that there's actually thought to be uh, uh, will-o'-wisp sightings in the Bridgewater Triangle?
2: Yes, actually. I... Um, because when I was talking, I had that in my original notes, and then um, for time I cut it out. Because I- when I had talked about the um, being on every continent, the-, the Bridgewater Triangle came came right up. I I did I didn't know that before researching that style. I had no idea.
1: So the thing I just learned, though, did you know that there's a 1981 British cartoon called Willow the Wisp? And I just learned about that today. It seems like there's a 2005 remake. And it seems like you can find it on YouTube. And it looks kind of adorable. If you like the old kind of retro cartoons, maybe check it out. Give it a Google. Google. It's Willow W-I-L-L-O The Witch. But it's when you when I look up Ghost Lights, it actually pops up with it. Um That's cool. I really I really like it i like anything that has like a fairy vibe to it because i'm I, and i i know it's dorky i love fairies i love i love that whole possibility of there just being these little little beings that i don't know i i love anything having to do with that stuff cause it's like pan's labyrinth i i i love anything like that so that was a great choice I'm picturing, and I can't help but picture, and I know it doesn't fit the description 100% or whatever, but I'm picturing deadlights, and it, and I know it's because I'm a I'm a IT fan, I'm a Stephen King fan, I'm a horror movie fan, and I'm picturing deadlights, and I don't know why, but I'm literally picturing deadlights all the time you're talking about this.
2: I can see that. I can see why you would you would definitely picture, um, you know, the deadlights. Uh, I. I don't I don't know what I picture because it's like every time I, I was researching it because usually with these so over mental picture and it just kept changing in my brain and like I never got with the will I never got one distinct because it's it, and it's partly probably because of the research and it being in so many different places and just the like there's always a, a slight difference in the folklore and stuff so um but definitely cool like I said being that it's uh, observed on every continent. that's I, I, just um I didn't I didn't know that. I, it, it reminded me of something we covered in one of the seasons and I just can't remember. I just um huh. what it was. It, it, it wasn't like a one-for-one one sort of comparison, but it reminded yeah. me of something that we we talked about before and I just I mean we do, we're do, coming up on hundred episodes, so we're not gonna remember <laughs> remember, no. remember no. a lot. So I, I already have a shot memory anyway, but um, yeah.
1: Oh, that was that was a very cool choice. I liked it. Um, now I'm curious because I it now that you said it, I'm like it actually does sound vaguely. Yeah. Now now I'm gonna have to go back into, I'm gonna have to go back into a. Almost a hundred episodes, I I like saying that, almost a hundred (laughs) episodes, to see if we can find something, but um, no, it was a great choice. Yeah. Well, have you got anything else on the ghost lights?
2: I do not.
1: Okay, well, uh, everybody, thanks for joining us. We're so glad you made it out alive. Be sure to come back next week when our hunt brings us to Mary King's Clothes. Until then, happy camping. Thanks, guys. They're all yours, Void.
0: As always, thank you for joining us. Come back next week if you're brave. For those looking to take it one step further, be sure to join us on Facebook and Instagram. And check out our terrifying new website too, sypopodcast.com. And spread the word. Tune in on all the major platforms.